This month is our month of finishing. Lift up your right hand and say, I will finish well. I will finish well. You see, when you are young and we talk about finishing, you don't think to bother much because you feel you have more time. Last Saturday, first December, I was here when somebody called me and said, my father died at 11.35. I said, oh, 25 minutes. He couldn't even cross. Huh? 11.35, I thought we were entering into 2013. At least he should have entered. So when we say finishing well, it's very important. Finishing well and finishing good. Many people begin things, but they are not able to finish them. But this year you will finish well. Something told me to get up and come to you to pray for me, but I didn't come. I tell people, anytime you hear a voice saying, don't go to your pastor, it can never be of God. It can't be of God. I called somebody at 12 midnight and said, Pastor, how did you know? And I said, I was praying and the Lord said I should call you and pray with you. Because the person was in a serious problem. And he told me, he said, I wanted to call you, but a voice told me that I shouldn't call you. And I told him, I said, anytime you hear a voice telling you not to call your pastor, it can never be of God. Because your pastor is God's representative to you in the church. You have the Holy Spirit in you and he will call you. When your pastor prays or stands with you, your faith is strengthened. Hallelujah. Because the people of the world know where to go to. They go to shrines and malams and sorceries and divinations and fetish and necromancy. They contact the dead. Some go to cemetery and go and speak to their mother who is dead and say, Mother, I am going through problems. Some speak to, they speak to the dead. But thank God that you are born of God. When you have a problem, you have a God to speak to. But when you are going to difficulty and say, Call this person. Call your ESL leader. Call your area fellowship leader. Call your branch pastor. Call a deacon. If you hear that thing and let him pray with you, don't say, I won't do it. It's God speaking to you. Then later you said, you know, that Sunday when I finished the anointing seven, I started finish. Then I said, now those of you who were believing God that I should pray for you, come forward. And I remember she was the first person. When I laid my hands on the Spirit of God came upon her heavily and she was lying on the floor. But I even didn't know. I didn't meet him. He said, I wanted to come to the office after service, but you were having meetings, so I left. So I was in the office when I had a call. And she said this to me. Just after that, I got a call. Give the Lord some praise. Because she was waiting for admission at the university. I just got a call. That I've received admission at the Cape Coast University, and I'm on campus now. I give God all the glory for this miracle in my life. Hallelujah. You know, this year, the admission is very tight because of the numbers. It's not about, a lot of people have passed. So it takes the grace of God to locate you. But she believed. She saw it in a dream. Maybe yours may not be a dream, but you have faith. I say you have faith. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We glorify you for this wonderful time. May your name be hallowed. And may your glory be seen. And may your people be blessed. And may the anointing come mightily upon your people to finish well in Jesus' name. Amen. I am preaching on the subject, the spirit of the finisher. The spirit of the finisher. Many people begin things they cannot complete. Many people begin things they are not able to finish. Some begin the month and every time by the end of the month something has happened and they are not able to finish. It is one of the most difficult things in this life. The Bible said that one of the cares of this world is that a man shall build a house but shall not live to live in it. When I used to work in a bank, I had a guy who never collected loan. He used his salary 
to build his house. When he finished, he died. And I was thinking about it in my office. And I said, what is this? Then this man really has gone through problem because in the bank you have facilities to build your house or mortgage or whatever. But he decided that he wouldn't take it. He would use his salary. So I said, then this man has gone through a lot of pain. And I was looking at how his family members would sit at his hall and they would enter his bedroom. He built a house. He never lived in it. He worked. But the finishing aspect of going to live in it and say, my soul be refreshed. Many years ago when I used to work in ECG, we had another colleague like that. I hear he didn't marry early. You are 38. You are still not married. What are you waiting for? If you want to be a Roman father, tell me. We shall send you to the seminary. What are you waiting for? 38. By the time you are 60, you are still paying school fees. Mm. Many young people have good intentions. It takes a decision and a faith. If you are ready to marry a young man, lift up your hands. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for the grace and the power to marry. Because some people have postponed it for four years. Some three years. By the end of today, may an anointing come upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So when he retired, his children were in JHS. And the retirement money they gave him was what he needed to do the roofing and move. But the shock he had is that his landlord said he should move. You know, life. That's why I'm talking about finishing well. You've worked for about 40 years. Then you are very close to your landlord. But he says every landlord has a child in the U.S. Or, or Britain. None of them is in Togo. So the landlord said that my child from Britain is coming. So you need to back it. And the shock of it, he died. He had a, in fact, he had a He couldn't believe. He thought they were so close that the landlord knew that he was Britain. So he would give him... At least that chance to roof. That shock of it. Already he was thinking. When your children are in that age. And you have to take care of them. And you have to move. And I didn't know whether he had high blood pressure or something. And then off. And I asked myself. He worked hard. But the finishing was not good. But may you finish well. I said may you finish well. At the time you are finishing your life. May you gather your children. And bless them. And bless them. May you not be sick. I said, may you not be on your sick bed. In the name of Jesus. By the end of 2013, may your finishing be so well. It has been proven that all resolutions by 31st December, by 15th January, 50% have dropped it. And I tell people, it is not the emotions of 31st, but it is how you end 31st because you begin from where you ended. So if you end well, your beginning will be good. Can I have an Amen. My text this morning is from Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, New Living Translation. Philippians chapter 1 verse number 6. And I am sure that God, who has begun this good work in you, will continue his work until it is finished, finally finished, on that day when Jesus Christ comes back again. In January, we all knew that we gathered here with prayer and fasting and waited upon the Lord. And during our fasting and prayer last week, we some of you came up by a day or two and couldn't come. Because at times maybe you couldn't fast. I told you that God begins things in us and Satan begins things in us. And I told you that when men slept, Satan came to sow tears. And one of the things we pray during the week is that whatever Satan has sown in your life, you will not finish with it. Can I have an amen? amen. You only finish with what God has begun in your life. He said, for God, I am certain that God, 
who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished. When God begins something, his intention is not to stop on the way. Oh, for Samuel told Saul, he said, oh, what foolish things have you done? If you have waited for me, your kingdom would have extended. But you have behaved foolishly. Today, the Lord has found himself a younger person. Today, the Lord has anointed a young man called David. You should have waited a little. He began well. He began well. But he didn't finish well. But the Bible said, David said, he died in a very good old age. Full of honor. Full of riches. And full of glory. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 says that better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. The finishing is better than the starting. What does it mean to finish? To finish means to make something complete. So many of us have begun things that are not complete. So for example, if you start cooking and you start eating the rice in the middle of it, your food is not complete. Or if you don't know how to do granite soup, you ask. You don't buy granite and put it into the bowl like it is. You have to ground it. Because no matter how you cook it, the food shall never be complete. It also means to bring something to an end. There are some people, they can always start something, but they are never finishing. They, they can start something. Oh, I want to do this. In the middle of it, they will stop. Some people this year have started seven things. None of them, they've not, they've not been able to finish one thing. But receive that anointing. I say receive the grace. That you can be able to finish whatever you have. If you are starting something, I pray for you that the thing you are starting this month, you'll be able to finish it. It means to be in a particular place or position at the end of a race or competition. So if we start 100 meters, to be in a particular position or place in a race or a competition, at the end of a race or a competition means that you have finished. So if you are going to 5,000 meters and along the way you have one or let's say 50 meters to finish and you fall by the roadside, you didn't finish. If you are running hurdles, 110 meters, and you have just 10 meters to finish and you fall down, all the race you have done is useless. You won't get any marks. If you did examination and you refuse to write your name because they will write it there, the first thing to do, write your name, your index number. If you if you answer all the questions without the name, then they have to give the marks to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> because you have done, but you have not finished well. You have not finished. That's how important finishing is. So there are different types of finishing. There can be a bad finishing and there can be a good finishing. Today, that's not what I'm preaching on. But the parable of the talent tells us about a bad finish. A master traveled and gave talents to his people to work. When he came, he said, Lord, you gave me five, I have ten. One said, you gave me two. I have five. The other one said, when you went, I knew you were an austere man. And he, he started insulting his master. And I know that you reap where you have not sold. At times, it is good to be shut up. And he said, I will judge you from your own mouth. So the master went. When he came back, this man couldn't finish well. And do you know what Jesus said? He said, what did they do to him? They bound him and put him into fire. A thing that is not finished well is not good looking at. It's like dressing and seeing that you have not closed your zip. I'm using things that can make it easier for you. It's like dressing and realizing that you have not done your hair. You have put on the best clothes as a woman, but your hair is unkempt. People will look at you and say, he has started touching. Something is working on your It's like wearing suit without shoe and walking in town. They will ask whether your family members, somebody is mad among them. I mean, you have dressed. You've tagged in suit with your tie, and then you are walking barefooted. 
you are not complete. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit, make me complete. In my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. Now, the importance of finishing well is that it is a sign that something began in your life. You see, when you finish well, it's a sign that something began. So, if nothing began in your life, there is, it's not possible for you to finish. When you finish, it's a sign that you began something. So, he said, for God, who has begun? He said, I am, I am certain of this, that for God who has begun this good work in you, will continue to work in you and be the final finish on the day when Jesus Christ returns. It's a sign that something began in your life. Number two, it's a sign that some work has been done by you and by God. When you finish well, or when you're able to finish, it means that you have done some work and God has done some work in you. Number three, it's a sign that, or it shows that you have been faithful to what you said you would do. When you finish something, it's a sign that you have been faithful to what you said you would do. Many years ago, I met one of my brilliant classmates. I don't know whether he went to St. Augustine's or Infantipim. I was going to tell my community one when I saw him wearing chalewete, his hair unkempt, and uh, you could see that life has battered him. And when he saw me, he did this to me. Hi, chalewete. Then I went close. Then he asked me for money. I knew that he was one of the rich homes in Tema. But I started conversing with him. Brothers and sisters, he started smoking weed very early. And now, he was doing agri engineering at the university, Kwame Kwame University of Science and Technology. And the painful thing is that that was his last semester. I mean, well, our time in this form, we're doing it three years. So, first year, second year, third year. He had one semester to finish. And I knew that he can't finish. He would not be able to finish. Then I started calculating the money his father might have spent. I used to go with him in vacation classes around 85. 80, 80, at the secondary school, 86, we were going to vacation classes together. And, and I, I, said, I knew that he can't finish because the state in which I found him, unless there's a miracle. And I remember I told that brother, you don't do something, you will die. Huh? Do you know that after three weeks, I heard he was dead? Because the state I found him, you could see that until Jesus comes into his life. He's rich far. And if you knew him about 10 years ago and you saw him, the gap was wide. His hair was unkempt. He was in Chalewate. The combination wasn't right. A Greek engineering, one of the difficult subjects. I hear it's difficult. It's the most difficult engineering subject, isn't it? Because you do mechanics, you do electricals, you do all those things combined. And then you do a Greek too. He was not faithful to what he wanted to do. Number four, it reveals what is inside you for others to see. When you are finished, it shows what is, you see, until you finish something, people didn't know, people who didn't know what has been inside you. When you are able to finish, it shows, it reveals what was inside you for others to see. Until you finish what you are doing, nobody will know what is inside you. I want to challenge you, I want to help you this morning so that whatever you have set in your mind to do, you will do everything to finish it. Finally, it brings joy, fulfillment, and glory in your life. When you're able to finish something, it brings joy, fulfillment, and glory. It's like a woman who is pregnant for nine months, and they say that the baby is not yet coming. Oh, the woman is never herself. 
It's never herself until the child comes. The dangers of not finishing. Luke chapter 14, verse 28 to 30. Can we read this scripture together? Go. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Let's read together. Go. Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. And then everyone will laugh at you. <laughs> Verse 30. And look at what they will say. Go. They will say, there is the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. You started school, you stopped. You started a project, you stopped. You gave a promise, you broke it. You. Hey. If you're a brother, you propose to a sister, don't break it by heart. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? If you know you cannot, you cannot be able to sustain it. Don't say it. The heart, the heart. He said, you are breaking my heart. There's no bone in the heart. But promises can break the heart. I am preaching a very good message. Oh. Hallelujah. For which of you intended to build a tower? A tower is where does not sit down first and count the cost whether he has enough to finish it. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, or who see it, begin to mock him. And this is what I wanted to see. Mockery. You become, you become mockery. People begin to mock you. They make fun of you. We have to around and say, this year, every good work that God has begun in my life, in my children, in my family, it shall come to pass. Lift it up and say, I shall not be a mockery. Because God, who has begun a good work in my life, shall complete it. In Jesus' name. Verse 30. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish it. Not able to finish it. Number one, the dangers of not finishing. You don't receive a price. If you don't finish, you don't receive any reward. Number two, your effort is wasted. If you don't finish, it means that all the work you have done, it was better you didn't even do it at all. Once you are not able to finish what you began, the question is that it was even better you didn't start. Number three, there will be no food for your labor. There will be no food for your labor. If you don't finish, when I was building my first house, the mason I used to give cement to, I didn't know that he too was trading. So when I give him money to buy cement, he'll buy the cement. And then when I go, he'll hide some and sell it. Because one day I told him that, go and buy. He said, Master, when you go, I'll buy. I said, I want you to buy while I'm standing here. Buy here. One day I drove from the office to my house that I was building then. When I went, I said, where is the cement? Where is the cement? And then he said, I have used it. Okay. And I said, I'm not amazing. Where have you plastered? Because 10 bucks of cement, I know where it's supposed to be plastered. And it was formed. And I said, oh, but the authority invested in me. I've sacked you. I've what? 
Because from the way you are going, I will never finish my house. The man was making it difficult for me to finish. Do you know why I was angry? Because my first 30 bags of cement I bought, that was about 13 years ago. The first 30 bags of cement. The day I was going to start my building, Aaron Roberts came to steal 29. <laughs> Lift up your right hand and say, no matter what I'm going through, I shall resolve to finish whatever I began. People are wicked though. <laughs> they stole 29 and, and the reason why they couldn't take the last one was that it tore and why did they why did they steal it that night it, it rained and I slept well while men slept whilst I was sleeping and dreaming that the following day I was going to start my building and I'm number two was thinking But later I got that suffer not a thief to live. Oh, this day I pray that they should die. Because it's a spirit of, oh yeah. Don't be overrighteous. If you have any attempt, give the Lord some praise. Why destroy yourself? For the thief cometh not to steal. Oh, to kill and destroy. But I came. I said, I came. Oh, you don't understand. One friend of mine brought some people to come and fumigate his house. Spray his house. He didn't know that all those who were spraying his house were armed robbers. This is a person I work with. In the night, they came. He said, I thank God. My wife and my children had moved out. They took his sister at the university and raped her throughout the night. You see, you don't understand until you meet one. Ecclesiastes, why be overrighteous? Why destroy yourself? That thought that you are coming to my heart, when you have it, may you not live unless you change it. Because the thief represents Satan. Either you repent or you go. I know you know me to be a very nice pastor, isn't it? Yeah. But there are some times, one day I went preach here in church, I went home 6 p.m. I slept. I woke up 11 p.m. Then I heard my dog barking. They have come. I, I'm explaining things to you. That the thoughts in them is satanic thoughts. And we've got to deal with that spirit. We are not against them, but we'll deal with the spirit. But I'm saying that if they won't repent, they should not lift up your right hand. I said, they will not enter your home. I said, they will not enter your home. You shall not meet them. You will finish well. When a thought comes into their mind concerning your house, may their mind be blank. In the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 3 from verse 12 to 14. Not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may hold on of that which Christ helped me. So there's a reason why Jesus saved me. There's a reason why he called me. He called me and separated me from my family so that I will finish the things. He said, for the things for which he called me, I continue to press. I press. He said, I press. But I press on that I may hold of that for which Christ has also laid hold of me. He called 
me, he laid hold on me and gave me something to do. And because of that, I press on that the reason why he held me, I was on my way to death and sin, but he held me. And the reason why he held me, I also press on that the reason why he held me, I will also be able to fulfill that which he called me for. God didn't call you a failure. He didn't call you miserable. He didn't call you to die. He called to save you. He called to finish well with you. Brethren, I do not come myself to have apprehended. I have not reached anywhere. He said, I have not yet apprehended. But one thing I do, I get focused. Forgetting those things which are behind and I read forward to those things which are ahead of me. You are too complacent. If you are telling one we are preaching, don't listen. Some people are full of themselves, you know. But the world is a big place. It's when you are in your own corner, you feel you have achieved. Wait until you go out somewhere and you realize that in fact you have not achieved anything. Nothing. And I tell people, if you have not achieved anything, don't tell people your age. I always want to look young. Because I have to stay long and bury people. I want to look young and do the ministry. When I shave, I can go to class 6. I can go to form 2. I can go to anywhere you want to go. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am not in a hurry to grow. There is so much to do. I can say I am 22. I can say I am 25. I can say I am 35. I can say you will believe it. So, I am not in a hurry. Some people are in a hurry. Look at the ladies. When a lady is 15, what is your age? You say, I'm 22. When she's 27, what is your age? You say, I'm 15. When she was 15, and she saw that her features had come up, and, and she was walking, she didn't want anybody to know that she was young. What's her? What's your age? She's about 70. What's your age? You say, you think I'm young? I'm not young, eh? Give the Lord some praise. But when he gets 29, 30, 34, what's your age? Only 21. Only 21. Now you have seen that. It's not, you should tell the person, I am not in a hurry. Because I have to finish my job. Give the Lord some praise and some shout to the Lord one more time. I am not in a hurry. There's so much to do. I press on. Verse 14. I press over the goal for the press of the upward calling of God in Christ. I, there's a goal. There's a reason why I'm alive. If I don't finish, do you know why I've got to finish as a pastor? Because my ministry is tied to your destiny. I've got to finish this race. I've, I'm making every effort to finish it. I have to finish it. The reason why a mother must finish the race is that a daughter or a son must eat. A daughter or a son must be brought up. The reason why a father must finish the race is because if he doesn't finish, somebody will be a vagabond in society. Oh, the reason, the reason. The reason why you've got to finish what God has asked you to do. Because if God created us dependent on him and dependent on others. You are connected to somebody. If you don't finish, you have done a great harm to somebody. How do you finish? Who are thou, O mountain, to stand before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, see the Lord. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. 
who went about doing good and healing all than the oppressed of the devil because God was with him. The Holy Ghost is the source of your beginning. The Holy Ghost is the source of your continuation. The Holy Ghost is the source of your finishing. You need the Holy Spirit. He is the power of God. He is the source of God. In John chapter 4 verse 34, Jesus said, I have one thing in my mind. One thing. John 4 34, New King James Version. He said, oh my food, I have a food to eat. I'm talking to a young man. I'm talking to a young woman. I'm talking to an elderly man. An elderly woman. I'm talking to a widow. I'm talking to a student. Jesus said, I have something to do. My food is to do the will of him that sent me. Not just that, but to finish it. Jesus knows that if he doesn't finish, so 12 hours before Jesus died, if you have ever saw the passion of Christ, it was the most challenging aspect of Jesus' work. Satan knew, you know, when Jesus came, he knew that from the beginning it was not so. He saw a blind man say, eyes open. He saw a woman whose child had died. He said, what are you going to say? We are going to, he said, get up. He went to the tomb of Lazarus. I'm the resurrection of life. Rose him up. He saw someone who was crippled. He raised him up. He saw a leper. He cleansed him. And Satan knew that if he's able to go to the end, then so he waited for him and the last 12 hours. Now listen to me. There are some times you call a friend, he will not respond. There are some times you go to some difficulty. Usually, they are one of the most difficult times of your life. And Jesus told his disciples, for the first time, Jesus made a request. He said, be with me. Be with me. There's a difference between loneliness and being alone. You can have a lot of people around you, but you can feel lonely. You can be alone and feel people around you. Jesus now began to feel that the whole force of darkness was against him. So he called the disciples and said, He that too, I go to pray on my own. Do you know that in all scripture, that was the only time Jesus prayed with his disciples? In Mark chapter 1 verse 35, it said, A little while before day, Jesus will move out and go and cry before his father and pray. But that day, he said, Guys, be with me. Come and be with me. This last 12 hours are the most difficult of my life. I have been anointed, but this is the last battle. If we lose it, everything that I've come to do is zero. Witchcraft powers, sorceries, divination powers of the enemy had gathered. And Jesus went, and Bible said he went to them. And when he went, he walked down. He said, get up. Peter had already cast somebody's ears. You know, he couldn't finish. None of the disciples were able to finish to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who seen the glory that was ahead of me. He endured the cross. He saw the glory. To be able to finish, you must see the glory that is ahead of you. He seen the glory. Why should I finish? Because I see a crown. Why should I finish school? Because I see the glory. Why should I marry? Because I see my children. Who seen the glory ahead of him? He endured the cross. He went the second time. He said, wake up. I feel some powers around him. Everybody knows that I can cast devils and I can do great things, but be with me. When they realize that Jesus has left, they slept again. I hear people say, well, I don't want to go to church again. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to give. I don't want to. He doesn't want it to finish. So they want to sit down. They want to go and sleep. Sleep here. He came back. That's Peter. If Peter is doing this, can you imagine what the others were doing? Then he said, now look at what Jesus said. He said, could you not just stay with me? Then he says, see, they have come. They have what? And then Judas comes and says, oh, I was with you in the temple. You come with me with a kiss and with a club. And they bound him. Took him. Beat him up. And the blood was flowing. Nailed his two hands. Nailed him. I'm talking to somebody. And I'm repeating it. Usually, 
your weakest hour is your strongest period of your life. The day you feel very weak, usually, is the strongest stage of your life. Do you know why? Because your flesh and every power of the flesh is down. If you can just talk vertically. That the day you feel that everybody has left you, that is the time you are most strong because then God can hear and you can hear God speak. The one that pierced him, in John chapter 19 verse 30, he made a declaration. John 19 verse 30. So when Jesus had received the sour one, he said, it is what? And bowed his head, he gave up his spirit. What is it finished? Your deliverance is finished. I said, your deliverance is finished. Your salvation is finished. Your healing is finished. Your future is a done deal. See? Lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Ah, okay. Amazing, amazing love. Amazing love. How can it be? How can it be? How can it be? That thou, that thou, that thou, that thou, my God, so. Can it be? And can it be that I should? An interest in the Savior's blood. An interest in Daddy, for me, who causes pain? Oh, Lift up your hands to the Lord. We worship your holy name. Holy Ghost, come in the power of your anointing. The spirit of the unction. Amazing love, amazing love. Oh, amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, should How can, how can Receive your healing Receive your deliverance Whatever God has begun in your life May you complete it My God Don't believe too much in your strength you may be a young man, so you have so much energy. You will meet something. I want Jesus to pray this afternoon and say, Lord, 
I pray for the anointing and the grace of the finish. That I will finish well. That my life at the end shall not be a mockery. That my life shall not be a laughing stock. I stand under the unction of the Holy Ghost. In the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. I come against every backsliding spirit. In the spirit that causes you to backslide. And not to serve the Lord the way you are supposed to serve him. To the end of this year and the years after. I lift the burden off your shoulders. And the yoke be destroyed. Because of the anointing. I pray right now. Every project in your life. That you have begun. I speak under the influence of the Holy Spirit. By the authority in the name of Jesus. Receive the anointing to finish well. Anything you began this year. That you have not been able to finish. Receive supernatural anointing. In your business. In your life. In your work. Release upon you the overtaking anointing. That overtake chariots. For some have gone ahead of you. But I hear the Lord say. Receive the unction and run fast. Give the Lord some praise. Put your hands together. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I'm pressing on to reach my goal. I press towards the mark of the high calling. I press, I press, I press. Here we go. Simply say. 
want to tell you, tell your neighbor, I will never give up. Tell your neighbor, I, your neighbor, I will never give up. I will look unto God, the author and the finish of my faith. Sing it like this. Here we go. Come on. Yeah.